Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Friday the 16th of September 2005, in the Hampshire town of Winchester. A city renowned for its deep and expansive history, once even being host to King Alfred the Great, who made Winchester the capital city during his reign. Neighboring the South Downs National Park, you were never short of breathtaking and peaceful sights. That particular September Friday, had been overcast, clouds diffusing the lights of the sun over Winchester as its citizens hurried about their daily lives, completely unaware of the nightmare about to surface. A 38-year-old mother of two, a woman who had recently undergone surgery on her knee, would vanish. Her disappearance, though, wasn't as it had seemed. Where did Kersey Gifford Hall go? People say, Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. I showed emotion. Unit 2, move into position. Unit 3 and 4, maintain coverage of Sector 7. I'm not guilty. Hopefully clear, we have a visual. Repeat, we have a The following episode is not suitable for those under the age of 13. Viewer discretion and parental guidance is advised. Coming up, we explore the events leading up to Kersey's disappearance and discuss the police investigation into her case. But first, a massive thank you to Magellan TV for sponsoring this episode. Magellan TV has been a constant supporter of this channel and other true crime channels, and we wouldn't be able to make the content that we do without their help. Make sure you go show them some love and check out their extensive library of interesting documentaries ranging from true crime, history, science, space, and even nature shows. Here in the UK, we've just entered our third stay-at-home-ordered lockdown, and Magellan TV has been the perfect companion to keep Katie and I entertained after work. Magellan TV was created by filmmakers and their producers, alongside talented curators, to ensure that each and every documentary on their service is the most premium you can find. Katie and I have been binge-watching Deadly Dates, which is a true crime series exploring dates that end in tragedy. It's scary to see how many online dates have gone terribly wrong, 
and it's super important to ensure that you stay safe when meeting up with a stranger for a date. Make sure you tell someone where you're going, who you're meeting up with, and what time you expect to be back. You can also share your location with your family or friends so that they can make sure that you are safe too. I'm sure that just like me, you will binge watch Deadly Dates. So once you have, drop a comment on this video or send me a tweet or Instagram DM with your opinions and thoughts. My social media handles are on screen right now. Use the link at the top of the description or the link in the pinned comments to bag yourself a one month free trial to Magellan TV, including all their 4K documentaries at no extra cost. Now back to the case. What happened to Kersey Gifford Hull? Police in Winchester are retracing their steps as a search for a missing mother of two. 38-year-old Kersey Gifford Hull, who was last seen at her home in Hairstock last Friday. Kersey had left her home, taking her passport, purse and phone with her. She leaves behind her two children and due to a recent knee surgery, is walking on crutches. Police are urging that anyone with any information should call the Winchester Police Station immediately. Did anybody see Kersey in the early hours of Saturday the 17th walking along with her crutches? Been an unusual sighting for the early hours of the morning or very early morning and we think people would have remembered. Well her husband made an emotional appeal today at a press conference earlier and he's here with me now. Mike, a traumatic time for you. How have you been coping? We've been coping by trying to keep the kids in their normal routine going to school keeping them busy, keeping their minds occupied, rather than letting them dwell on what's happened. I think she's gone missing. I'm, um, I'm pushing thoughts like that out of my mind. But kids need you back. Kids need you back. I need you back. Please get in touch. Kersey Gifford Hull was born on the 10th of October 1966 in Finland. She was born under the name Kivsi Pihalajamak to parents Juhani and Lena. In the late 1980s, Kersey moved to England where she met a businessman called Michael Gifford Hull. Michael Scott Gifford Hull was born on the 14th of February 1963 in Hampshire, England. His father David had incorporated a boat trailer firm called RM Trailers Limited the year after Michael had been born, a company which would bring the family a lot of success. As soon as Michael was of age, he joined his father in running the family business, eventually becoming the top dog. The company found itself bringing in over £100,000 yearly with Michael at the helm. Kersey actually became employed by Michael's family company, working as the financial officer. Now, it's unclear whether they had begun dating at work or whether she had been hired afterwards. Not long after Michael and Kersey had started dating, they eloped on the 1st of May 1986 in Petersfield, a town about 20 or so miles away from Winchester. And it wasn't long before they decided to expand their family. And so in 1993, Kersey and Michael welcomed their first newborn child into the world. And just three years later, in 1996, Kersey gave birth to the couple's second child. From the outside, the young family seemed to have been thriving. 
They were financially secure, having no money worries, which saw them purchase a home on Hairstock Road, Winchester, in 1998. Their new home was the perfect environment to raise their two children, and a place where they could continue to thrive. As the year 2005 came around, the couple decided to contract builders to begin renovating their home, though not long into 2005, Kersey discovered an issue with her knee. She found it difficult to walk and scared that something serious may have developed. Kersey went straight to the doctor. The doctor, after examination, determined that Kersey needed to undergo surgery on her knee. It's unclear what exactly this problem was, with some sources saying that it was due to a knee dislocation and other sources putting it down to another problem. But what we do know was that Kersey was booked to undergo this knee surgery in July of 2005. And thankfully, the surgery went really well for Kersey, though she was confined to rest for a few weeks before being permitted to walk with the aid of crutches. This also meant that she was unable to drive anywhere. Kersey spent most of her time, if not all of her time, at her family home, unable to travel anywhere unassisted until she had recovered from this surgery. Which is why it came as such a shock to Kersey's family when, at 7am on the 17th of September 2005, they came downstairs to find Kersey was nowhere to be seen. You see, the now 38-year-old mother of two had fallen asleep the night prior on the family sofa, and Michael had, not wanting to disturb her sleep, kissed her goodnight before retreating to bed. At least, that's what the investigators were initially told when Michael contacted the police that Saturday morning. The police didn't respond to Michael's reports immediately, believing that Kersey might simply return later that same day. But when Michael phones the police again the following morning on Sunday the 18th of September 2005, they knew something wasn't quite right. Michael confessed that he had actually had a massive argument with his wife Kersey the night before she went missing, which had ended in her storming out of the family home with her passport, mobile phone and a wad of cash in her purse in hand. Michael had also told his two children, who were 9 and 13 years old, the exact same story. The entire family had attempted numerous times to get a hold of Kersey on the day she went missing, texting and calling her, but their calls were being sent straight to voicemail, which indicated that Kersey's phone had been switched off. Michael further told the investigators that it might be possible his wife Kersey had returned back to her home country of Finland. After all, she had taken her passport and a wad of cash with her. It's plausible. The detectives immediately launched a search for Kersey. Interpol conducting inquiries in Finland with uh, friends and relatives, and uh, we're conducting local inquiries here with bed and breakfast, hotels, taxi firms. But despite their best efforts, no trace of Kersey could be found. It was as if she had simply vanished into thin air. Authorities in her home country of Finland had uncovered nothing to indicate that she had travelled back there. Her Finnish family and friends claimed to have not had contact with her at all. 
No hotels, railway stations, or airports had a record of Kirsty using their services. It was as if one moment she was there, and the next, gone. Detectives proposed the idea that she may have taken a different form of travel other than flying to get to Finland, such as taking a ferry or using the Eurostar. The now 10-person strong team of police officers working on this case decided to take a step back and try to approach the disappearance from a different perspective. Nothing that they had been doing up until that point had worked. Investigators had tried a flyer campaign putting up missing persons posters in Winchester in the hopes that it'd jog somebody's memory, but it had yet to yield any results. The fact alone that Kersey had to use crutches to get around further added to the investigators' concerns and confusion. It would have been next to impossible for her to travel far without somebody taking notes, and she would have only been able to travel at a considerably slow pace unless she had been kidnapped. Even more bizarre was the fact that Kersey had made family plans. She had booked to go with her children to Disneyland Paris during their half-term holidays, and had booked to travel to Wales to take part in a competition with the local choral group she was a part of, and a group she loved dearly. Investigators decided to alert the police forces in Padstow, Cornwall and Norfolk to be on the lookout for Kersey, as the family had frequently gone on holiday to those locations. Perhaps she had gone on a short solo holiday to collect her thoughts. But if that's the case, why had she not been answering her phone? Why had she ignored the desperate texts from her two young children? It's safe to say that the authorities were completely baffled. By the time the 27th of September 2005 came around, 10 days after Kersey was discovered to be missing, the police were no further to finding Kersey than they were on day one. They had interviewed neighbours, searched farmlands using heat-seeking equipment and using police dogs, but there was nothing to be found. And so on Tuesday the 27th of September, the police invited the media into the conference room to hold a press conference. They asked Mike Gifford Hull, Kirsty's husband, to use the press conference to appeal for any information. The clips we saw at the start of this episode were taken from that appeal. Let me replay the last few clips to rejog your memory. Did anybody see Kirsty in the early hours of Saturday the 17th, walking along with the crutches? been an unusual sighting for the early hours of the morning or very early morning and we think people would have remembered that. I think she's gone missing. I'm, um, I'm pushing thoughts like that out of my mind. Mike also revealed a message from their daughter which roughly translates to mummy I love you the world's most and just the same see you soon. Media interest in the case also began to grow in Kersey's home country of Finland her parents and siblings began appealing for information, worried sick for her well-being. As October creeped around and no new leads were being uncovered, Michael's pleas for her safe return turned desperate. On the 5th of October 2005, he revealed more information about his wife Kersey, detailing her love for canoeing and walking, and how her inability to walk until she had recovered from the surgery had depressed her. 
He also told the media that he had initially thought that Kersey had gone shopping or had gone over to a friend's house before he realized what had truly happened. The couple's two children, he revealed, had tried to continue living life as usual, going trampolining and swimming. Kersey's birthday was on the horizon just the following Monday on the 10th of October, and Mike told the press that their daughter had made a big birthday banner for Kersey. The police also revealed that they had received no confirmed sightings of Kersey in the 19 days that she had been missing, which was very bizarre and very concerning. Well, her husband made an emotional appeal today at a press conference earlier, and he's here with me now. Mike, a traumatic time for you. How have you been coping? We've been coping by trying to keep the kids in their normal routine, going to school, keeping them busy, keeping their minds occupied, rather than letting them dwell on what's happened. But behind the scenes, the investigators had been secretly investigating a different lead, Mike Gifford Hull. You see, several women had actually contacted the police after seeing the media coverage of the case. And these women revealed that Mike wasn't the loving, ideal father that he had been portraying himself to be. Mike had actually been having numerous affairs. Four years prior to this case taking place in 2001, Kersey had decided to take a trip to Finland to visit her parents. And while Kersey was on this trip, Mike had gone on the internet and communicated with local sex workers. He then paid and invited these sex workers to his house, where he engaged in sexual activity with them. It wasn't until February of 2005, seven months before Kersey's disappearance, that Kersey realized what had happened. As we discussed, Kersey was the financial manager of Mike's company, and she discovered credit card receipts dated from 2001 for fancy and lavish dinners, which had clearly been attended by two people. Kersey confronted Mike and actually threw him out of the family home. By the time that May had come around, the couple had attempted to reconcile for the benefit of their children and decided to attend marriage counselling. Though it was during this marriage counselling that Mike's adulterous behaviours spiralled. He began to engage in several affairs with different women he had met on an online dating site. On his online dating profile, he describes himself as being, quote, totally faithful and claimed to have split from his wife. Not 36 hours after Mike's last public appeal for information pertaining to his wife's disappearance, the case took a dark turn. Police in Hampshire have cordoned off an area of forest near Winchester after a dog walker came across a body. The discovery was made in Mitchell Dever Woods yesterday afternoon. This case is being linked to that of Kirsty Gifford Hull, who's been missing since the 17th of September. A dog walker who had been going about their typical walk had discovered the remains of a body in a shallow grave. The investigators rushed to the scene, preparing themselves for the worse. Post-mortem examination and formal identification is expected to take place later this evening. The forest where the remains had been found was a short five miles from the Gifford Hull family home in Winchester. The body was sadly identified to have been that of the 38-year-old mother of two, Kersey Gifford Hull. 
Shortly after the identification, Mike Gifford Hull was arrested in connection to the case. The family's liaison officer had been deployed to Finland to accompany Kersey's family as they searched for her prior to this discovery of her remains. This liaison officer describes the moment he received the call to say that a body had been discovered. I can remember it clear as day. It was about 9.30pm when I took the call and I went back to the hotel. I knew I had to get Kersey's brothers and sisters with me. So I drove up in the middle of the night and told her sister first. I went to her parents' house at about 3am and as soon as they answered the door, they knew I was there for only one reason and I stayed with them through the night. This liaison officer then travelled back to the UK with Kersey's grieving parents. The officer took her parents straight from the airport to the site where her body had been found so that they could lay down some flowers in her memory. The following day, the officer and Kersey's parents went to where the Gifford Hall children had been staying. The family then visited Winchester Cathedral to try and find some kind of peace. It was there that Kersey's daughter asked the liaison officer, quote, Will I ever smile again? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The investigators began to question Mike Gifford Hull over a period of four days. They knew that he had something to hide and they knew that they just had to find his breaking points. They drilled into Mike's story of the night Kersey quote walked out and the following morning. It was clear to the investigators that his version of events was not truthful. They just had to catch him in his lies. One of the women that Mike had been having an affair with had described to the police his personality, calling him quote, a sex obsessed compulsive liar. She went on to say that quote, I'd only met him for the first time and he'd already told me he wished his wife was dead. It was venomous. He really hated her. This was just a few months before Kersey would be found dead. After the discovery of Kersey's body, the women who had come forward about the affairs returned to the police station and revealed a disgusting fact. After seeing the reports of the discovery on the news, they had realised that Mike had taken several of his adulterous lovers to Michael Dever Woods to engage in sexual acts. These acts didn't just occur anywhere in the woods, but in the exact same spots where Kersey's body had been discovered. A chilling and disturbing fact, to say the least. 
Investigators had been unable to find any incriminating evidence within the Gifford Hall family home, though they needn't wait long before Mike revealed the truth. Mike told the authorities that Kirsty had found out about his affairs with other women that he had met on the internet through emails that he had exchanged with them, and after some wine and a glass of gin, she had confronted him. According to Mike, she began to attack him with her crutches, and in self-defence, Mike pushed her back with enough force for her to fall to the floor. Mike then claimed to have retained pressure on her until she calmed down, only realising when it was too late that he had actually killed her. He had strangled his impaired wife to death while their two young children slept just a few metres away. In an interview, Mike said, quote, I thought, gosh, she's quiet. Then it dawned on me, she was dead. Then I sat on the bed thinking, crikey, I have killed her, which was accidental. I was trying to stop myself from being pummeled. Mike was formally charged with the murder of Kersey Gifford Hull, but the investigators knew that his version of events wasn't completely true. They had a gut feeling that it had not been accidental. One of the women who had engaged in an affair with Mike agreed to take the police to the exact location where she had sexual intercourse with him, and it was immediately confirmed to have been this exact same location where Kersey's body was found in a shallow grave. During the trial against Michael Gifford Hull, more information about what had occurred that night came out. After Mike had strangled Kersey to death, he had then hid her body under their beds until he could figure out what to do next. The morning that followed brought about questions as to their mother's whereabouts from their two children, and Mike decided to drive them around the area looking for her. They even went on a walk past the location where she would later be discovered. That evening, after the children had gone to bed, Mike threw Kersey's body out of the bedroom window, dragged it to the garage and placed it into the chest freezer. Later, he dragged her body out of the freezer and into his car and drove to the woods to bury the remains in a shallow grave. Mike then disposed of her passport, mobile phone and her handbag, which contained this wad of cash, so that he could push the narrative that she had potentially returned to Finland. Hour after hour, day after day, the defendant kept up an elaborate and determined pretense that she had gone missing and that he was very upset about it. The public appeal demonstrated an astonishing performance to keep up this pretense. An email that Mike had sent to one of his lovers the day after Kersey had been murdered read, quote, Hi babe, well, my weekend hasn't been boring. Friday evening went rather badly. We had a big row. It was a discussion about where our marriage was going. She slept the night on the sofa and I went to bed. In the morning, she was gone. She's got her phone and quite a lot of money. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. These emails continued to be exchanged between Mike and his lover after Kersey had been murdered. In another email, he stated that he was trying to keep his spirits up and had complained that no one had asked him how he felt. Mike's claims that he had accidentally strangled Kersey were attacked in the trial. Strangulation isn't like it appears in the movies. It is something that requires a considerable amount of force and time to achieve. 
You cannot strangle someone to death with light pressure in 30 seconds. Mike had pled not guilty to the charge of murder that had been brought against him, despite the overwhelming amount of evidence to the contrary. If this had been an accident, as he claimed, then why hadn't he immediately rung for an ambulance? Why did he conceal his wife's body and brutally throw her out of the window? Why, faced with a failing marriage, did he murder his wife instead of, I don't know, getting a divorce? Mike wasn't particularly religious, so divorce wasn't taboo or something he couldn't do. And I mean, regardless of your religion, whatever it may be, surely divorce or separation is far more forgivable than literal murder. Mike actually returned to the location where he had buried his wife in a shallow grave several times. Now, the prosecution alleged that Michael Gifford Hull returned here several times after reporting her missing. On one occasion, the court heard that his dead wife's hand was seen poking through the ground, so he returned to hide the body better using branches like this and some of the undergrowth around the area. As the trial came to a close in November of 2006, it seems clear to the jury and the media who had been responsible for the murder of Kersey Gifford Hull. Michael Gifford Hull was subsequently found guilty of the murder of his wife and was sentenced to life in prison, the possibility of parole after 17 years. The two Gifford Hull children moved in with their Finnish grandparents who cared for them and continued to look after them. It is obvious that Mike had an insanely inflated sense of ego, an ego which saw him addicted to sex, and to satisfy his sex obsession, he cheated on his wife with women he'd lied to. When his wife found out, his ego was brought into question and shattered, threatened by the idea of divorce, and he decided in that moment to murder the mother of his children in cold blood. We can only hope that the sentencing that Mike has received has provided some peace to their two children and to Kersey's family. I for one hope that Mike stays behind bars until he rots away like the sorry, pathetic excuse for a man that he is. Let me know what you think about this case in the comments section down below. Do you think Mike should have received a harsher sentence, life without parole? You can also let me know by sending a tweet to me or sending me an Instagram DM. My handle on both platforms is it's Joshua Miles. I've started doing a case Q&A after an episode has gone live over on my Instagram stories, so follow me over there so you don't miss out on that. Again, thank you so much to Magellan TV for sponsoring this episode. You can get your one month free trial by clicking the link at the top of the description or the link in the pinned comments. If you have a case that you want us to cover in an episode on this channel, you can send in your submissions on our dedicated website, requestacase.com. And with all that being said, I'll see you in the next case.
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.